Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Property World. Today we're talking about Housing Association Board Recruitment uh, and we're joined by Carolyn Howell. It's great to have you here, Carolyn. You're, you're the CEO of Solo Housing uh, Association um, based in uh, Norwich, is that, or, or at least Norfolk. Yes, hello, good morning and uh, thanks for having me back on, on your um, podcast, Will. Yeah, Solo Housing, we're based in, um, well, our head office is actually based in Dis, in, which is on the Norfolk-Suffolk border and we have accommodation provision in both parts of Norfolk and parts of Suffolk. Um, we're one of the smallest housing associations, I would say. Um, we have by the by sort of beginning of the new financial year, we're looking at having 148 bed spaces um, of supported accommodation, which is our, our key focus area, really. And that's supported accommodation for single people. So hence our name, Solo Housing. Um, we work with single people. Um, providing and there's a, there's a great tagline that Solo Housing has, housing people who are alone in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's it's always been our focus um, to uh, focus on on single people, um, many of whom, you know, sort of I think we spoke about this before, really, but, you know, they can fall through the net in terms of uh, wider provision um, because they're not necessarily seen as in priority needs um, if they approach statutory services, for example. Um, and people on their own, you know, it, it can be more difficult and more challenging um, to be homeless or to be in, in housing need. And we also um, really focus on rural areas. Um, so we are providing accommodation in, you know, the market towns um, in, in Norfolk and Suffolk in some of the districts. And again, that's a focus we will continue with. Um, so we don't really cross over particularly with some of the other providers that, that work in some of the larger towns. And it might be helpful for some of the listeners who uh, only have a vague understanding of what a housing association uh, is and, and what, what its purpose is, just to fill us in. Yeah, I mean, housing associations is a really, really diverse sector. So you've got uh, very large um, associations, you know, with 20,000 plus um properties that they're renting out and they'll be doing that on a combination of social rent, um, affordable rent, shared ownership, rent to buy, 
there's been all sorts of um, schemes that the, the larger housing associations have been developing to, to meet housing need, basically. Um, and then you've got the smaller ones like us at the other end of the scale, really. Uh, we tend to be more specialist in our provision um, with perhaps more of a focus on particular needs and, and client groups, um, as we've just discussed, really, and uh, often operating in the sector, which is providing what we call supported accommodation. So that's where we provide both the accommodation and we are the landlord um, for the person, but they also have a support worker or you might say a key worker who works with them um, because they may have issues that means that they've struggled in the past to, um, to sustain accommodation. So we will work with them to work out how they can address any issues that they've got. Um, and really for us, for supported accommodation, the idea is to, um, to get people to a point where they're ready to move into independent accommodation and, and they don't need us anymore. Um, and and, and your, your role within that is to, uh, is to assist with the, the tenancy, with the um, maintenance of the property. You've, uh, you've got one of the uh, more diverse range of business models uh, for a particularly for a small housing association uh, where you, you're you're quite innovative I believe in terms of the different uh, structures of, or, or models that are applied with the uh, the other people in, in the equation or the other organizations both uh, council organizations and charities yeah ab absolutely and you know we've 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 been adaptable, I think. And I think as a small organisation, um, you can actually be quite adaptable. So we have both accommodation um, that we provide directly. We also have a lodging scheme where we work with people who've got um, spare rooms in their properties that they um, you know, are happy to rent out to somebody um, who really just needs somewhere to, to live, not necessarily with um, support needs. We work with private landlords, so we lease properties from private landlords. We then become the landlord for that property and, and rent them out um, and work with the people living in them and help them manage their tenancies. Um, we're working with other larger housing associations um, on a sort of housing management agreement function where we effectively are um, provided with some of their accommodation um, that we then lease from them and provide accommodation in turn for people with support needs. So we've got quite a mixture. We also own our own accommodation. Um, so we own a couple of uh, small HMOs, houses in multiple occupation, a small block of flats and two or three individual um, flats properties as well. Um, and we're quite keen to sort of build up that portfolio as well, if, if we can, in the future. Um, and this, yeah, the, the organisation's gone through, um, like, a, so you've been in existence for uh, a number of decades, uh, but you're, you joined um, several years ago now, is, is that correct? Yeah, I, well, I joined in 2017, so just coming up to to five years. Um, and and, and there's been a professionalization um, in terms of uh, you've, you've, I suppose, uh, brought a, um, a, a degree of large 
large organization management experience and you've applied it into a small organization that seems to be growing uh, relatively quickly, which is I always find interesting. Yes, I mean, we, you know, we try and manage the growth, so we're not growing so fast that we can't sustain or, or cope with it, really. But, yeah, we've done quite a lot, really, over the years, and we're continuing to do more around um, adopting new systems, new sort of modernised um, systems, if you, if you like. Um, we're still uh, looking to uh, move our head office premises um, so that hopefully will happen in the, the coming financial year that's been an ongoing piece of work um, I would say in the last 12 months we've had a real focus on our on our property management services if we if we call it that um, you know we've got new expertise coming into the organization around asset management and compliance um, in-house building surveyor as well and that's been a real um, sort of benefit to us to look at all the properties that we currently um, have, the ones we own and the ones that we lease, um, and really have a plan for how we're going to do any improvements, um, expansion, adaptations, etc. So, and at the very top level, what, what's the uh, your major strategic objective? Um, over you know over the next number of years, I suppose the headline one really is to continue to meet need. Um, so where we have developed new projects and services, it's been in response to a need that's been identified. Um, because our, our vision is is really you know to provide solutions for single people in housing need. Um, so that's where we've worked in partnership with the local district authorities, set up projects, for example, we've got a women's accommodation service where we're uh, providing support accommodation for women in the criminal justice system and project for rough sleepers. And, and, and just uh, going, uh, I suppose, one level down from that, that objective, um, what's the strategy, uh, like the, the, the central tenant of uh, how you're looking to do this? I think key for us is working in partnership. You know, we're not a very big organisation. There's really only 23 staff members in total. Um, so, you know, we're quite thinly spread, I would say, really. Um, so key is, is working in partnership with both the local authorities, um, but also other uh, charities and, and other housing associations. I mentioned earlier about working with some of the larger ones. You know, they've helped us provide accommodation for some of our projects. But we've also got a partnership with the Benjamin Foundation, for example, which is another um, supported accommodation uh, charity. Um, but they work particularly with younger younger people, um, sort of up to the age of thirty, really. So we've been working in partnership with them to really help them grow their services and we're acting as the landlord. Um, so it's mutual benefit really in terms of us providing that accommodation and they are providing the support. And, and that's, a, that's a great uh, you know, specific example of uh, a partnership strategy uh, being applied now. What, what are you finding uh, are your your needs as an organisation? Uh, like your 
you're obviously focused on meeting the needs of, of others in the housing space, but uh, what are the challenges in front of you? Um, I that, think that, uh, um, because anyone coming in to get involved in the board ideally uh, would be assisting in some way and um, and helping find a way uh, over through or or past a, a challenge. Most, most definitely, I suppose sort of headline challenges are continuing to source um, enough accommodation so that we can provide you know the, any accommodation that we need for any growth. Um, that comes back to meeting local need again, that would meet that objective. Um, and that includes working with private landlords um, and having a professional relationship with private landlords where we're basically managing their properties for them. Um, I suppose the other key challenge is around where we've identified works and repairs and plan maintenance that is required in our own properties and, and other properties. Um, the sourcing of contractors. Um, everybody's very busy uh, post-pandemic, if we call it that. There's a lot of work out there to be done. Um, increased costs, materials, etc. certainly gone up. There's new regulations coming down the track in terms of building safety in, in particular. Um, and with some of our private landlords, um, you know, some of those challenges have, have applied to them and their own viability, really, to continue to provide accommodation. And, and some, you know, have actively thought about coming out of, of that market um, in this area. So, you know, th those are all challenges that we need to work externally with, with people. And that's a key conversation that we have at sort of every board meeting, really. And just so we're clear, uh, the the uh, structure of the organisation is actually twofold. You're both a company and a charity, um, uh, separate entities, but uh, connected. Is that, is that correct? Um, yeah, well, we're sort of one entity, but we've got three regulators, I suppose you could say. So we are a registered charity. So we've got the Charity Commission uh, regulation. So um, a board member is also therefore trustee of the charity. We are a, lim a company limited by guarantee. So we are regulated by companies house. And because we are a housing association, we are regulated by the regulator for social housing. So, um, you know, when, if we talk about sort of board recruitment, we're talking about people who join our board, their board members, their company directors and, and their trustees. And, and so um, within that, that recruitment process, one thing I know um, like that would stand out is that you're, you're very clear uh, what you're about as an organisation and uh, your, your, your vision that you've, you've just outlined um, is very well articulated. But what are the values that uh, you hold dear and are basically prerequisites for getting involved? Yeah, so we've done some some really nice work actually in the last 12 months with uh, frontline staff, our current board members, and, and perhaps most importantly, really are the residents, the people that actually um, live in our accommodation to try and set out, well, we have um, set out sort of four key values that we, um, we you know, we believe that solo really holds. So and and anyone values. thinking about applying 
please take note of these. Yes, so we've got four. We've got one that um, we believe in the potential of people, um, which is key because people come to us at different stages of their life. They're normally on a bit of a journey, if we say that, in terms of what they want to achieve. And, you know, they all have potential to do that. We respect people as unique individuals. So um, we try and tailor our services um, so that they meet the people, you know, the needs of the people um, operating, um, sorry, living in our accommodation. Um, but that also applies to staff as well. So staff development, um, you know, we want to try and develop and encourage staff. Um, we welcome people and we listen and we care. Um, and we're compassionate and always committed to providing our best. So those are our four values. Um, and, you know, I think they make a lot of sense. Uh, and hopefully they give anybody that's joining the organisation a bit of a sense of, of what we're trying to do, really. And and that's uh, that's again very well articulated. And I think I think there's a uh, there's a lesson for most organisations and uh, and the value of investing a bit of time and defining what you're about. Um, and those those values are, are one of the expressions of that. In terms of um, what what are you actually looking for the people to do? What what type of skills and experiences uh, are you looking for? Yeah, so we've got a we've got a board, um, and we've currently got eight board members. Um, some have been with us for 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 a number of years. Um, some we've recruited in the last one or, or two years. Um, they're very hardworking. Um, they're very active, and they're very interested and and committed to to the work that we do. Um, we can have up to 12 board members. So we are actively recruiting for, for new people to, to join the board. And that's both to bring in some sort of new skills, new perspectives, backgrounds, but also to take account of, of course, we need a succession um, strategy for people who want, may want to retire um, in the next year or so. Um, so yeah, that, that's really why we're, we're looking for, for people. Um, in terms of the sorts of skills that we're really looking for, interests from uh, people, um, people who are interested in, in supported housing and, and homelessness, and in particular, if they've had sort of lived experience of those issues as well, we're very uh, keen to hear from uh, people who you know, want to bring that experience um, to the board. It's an ongoing um, piece of work around the communication between our residents and their direct experience and how that's fed back to, to our board members. Um, financial management is always really, really important. Um, we, you know, we have a good accounts team. We have a very good uh, accountant and audit process. But having somebody on the board who has a particular skill around financial management um, would be really helpful. And particularly for some of the sort of development and some of the strategy work that, that we want to take forward. Um, somebody interested in building development would be would be really helpful. Being in housing, that's a good thing. 
Yeah, it's always a good thing to be interested in building. And, you know, we are still looking, we have got a piece of land that we own um, and we are looking to progress um, a planning application so that we can actually build a bit more um, of our own accommodation as well. So somebody wanting to get involved in that would be great. Um, I mentioned earlier about property and asset management. So we've got a good um, asset team now, but having somebody on the board who has a particular interest around that would, would be really, really helpful. Uh, marketing and communications, we always need to get our word out there. Um, and I think that links to fundraising as well. So people who are interested in fundraising, either for making applications or organizing um, small events, et cetera, and, and helping to raise our profile again. And I think perhaps lastly, you know, resident involvement. So coming back to the, where I started, really, um, there's quite a lot of work that we're doing at the moment around resident engagement. We need their feedback. We need to hear from them what they think about our organisation, good or bad. Um, but also they have a lot of insight, actually, into what we could do in the future or how we could run services differently. Um, so a board member who's interested in that would, would be really uh, beneficial as well. So well, yeah. That, 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 much, that's a fantastic know. range. So uh, if someone had one or more of those, um, they they should uh, reach out. What, what, what's the, uh, the best way to get hold of you? Well, uh, probably go onto our website. Um, we've got a contact us page. Um, that will come through directly to um, our sort of info box. Um, and then I would probably get in touch with them and just talk through, uh, you know, just do a bit of an introduction, really. Um, and then we will be setting up a, a sort of mini panel, really, of, of some of the existing board members who'd like to meet uh, new people. Um, so, we're, you know, we're putting together a bit of a recruitment pack as well. But we're happy to hear from people in the meantime, informally, if they're if they're interested. And if, if someone's interested, or indeed uh, they think of someone that um, might be interested, uh, but they can reach you through the website, and there's a uh, there's a professional recruitment process being run, so people will have an opportunity to find out a little bit more about the expectations and what's involved and check the fit both ways because uh, yeah. uh, it's one thing the people having the skills if, if uh, there's not a, uh, a not a gelling of, uh, with, with the existing people um, what what's your um, uh, expectations in terms of the type of uh, time input for uh, for board members so we're, we're looking at um, we've actually got a meeting next week with the with the existing board um, to, to look at the recruitment process again. We've actually developed most of the pack, if we call it that, for, for recruitment. We need to launch it. So we're looking spring, I think, really. Um, I mean, we have uh, four board meetings a year, and then there's currently a couple of uh, subcommittees that tend to meet. Um, well, one of them is finance and audit, uh, meets you know a couple of weeks before the board and, and feeds into the main board meeting. We've also got a what we call a development um, subcommittee as well, which is 
the group of um, people that are looking at some of the projects and expansion um, to progress the strategy. Um, so that also feeds feeds into the board. So um, once we've sort of launched that, you know, people could start to approach us. Um, we would set up meetings. We're doing pretty much everything by Zoom uh, or you know Teams at the moment. Not so many face-to-face -face meetings now. You know, we've all kind of moved away from that a bit, I think, really. But there'll obviously be opportunities um, to meet face-to-face as well. Um, and then we have our AGM actually in December now. So um, people can join the board um, before that. They can be effectively co-opted on. And then, you know, they tend to get sort of voted on formally uh, at the next AGM, basically. So, you know, during this year, that, that's what we'd really like to achieve. Um, so that would that would be really great, actually. Well, to, well that, that's on. fantastic. So uh, solo housing, uh, Carolyn Howell, uh, CEO, uh, you're most welcome. This is My Property World. Get in touch if you're interested in joining a housing association board. Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.